4: What time is it? August, baby. What up, Earwolf Presents listeners and lizard heads? Now, if you're wondering why I called you a lizard head, It's because we got a show this month for y'all that is going to be very weird and very dope. I'm your man, Jacquees Neal. We are back. I'm excited for the next four weeks because we're about to explore the wild world of expos and conventions with the homie Jacob Waisaki on a brand new show expo expose now jacob and his producer matt apodaca former producer of culture kings will be taking us around the los angeles area to events like the reptile expo a tattoo convention and of course the best expo of them all an anime expo and they're going to talk to fans and experts who attend these expos to learn and figure out the general vibe of it all and I'm pretty sure y'all know what that vibe is. So you got to sit back and enjoy and take it in because it is time for the Expo Exposé. Enjoy, everybody.
0: Greetings, folks. I'm Jacob Waisaki and this is Expo Exposé, a podcast centered around interviewing strangers about the things they adore. Come traverse the great exhibition halls of Southern California with me and my producer, Matt Apodaca. Together, let's be curious.
4: What's up?
0: up, everybody? Welcome to Expo Exposé, a podcast exploring unique exhibitions and the people who attend them. I'm Jacob Wysocki, and today we are at the Reptile Super Show at the Pomona Fairplex. We're in a parking lot right now, and I'm looking at snow-capped mountains, beautiful Pomona, California. The Reptile Super Show is America's number one reptile exhibition with over 100,000 square feet of pure reptilian action. Lizards, snakes, amphibians, turtles, and everything in between. It's going to fucking rock. Reptile people, huh? They're a specific type of breed. I think when you think about a reptile person, you have a very clear picture of what that type of person is. But I'm not going to judge them because I realize that I'm not too far off from a reptile person. You know, grew up in the South Bay of California, South Bay, 310 till I die. There was a lot of reptile stores and I cannot lie I spent a lot of time watching them feed. Rabbits to snakes. You'd go <laughs> you'd go down to the reptile store on a Wednesday and you knew that it was feeding day and you got to see an albino python eat an entire rabbit. Pretty cool. Pretty awesome. <laughs> um and we're just going to get that on a 10. We're going to get that to the exp- to the exponential of 10 today. I'm really excited. Let's just see what happens.
1: What are you What are you most excited to see? Is there a particular type of reptile that you're most excited to see?
0: Uh, I think a reptile that I'm very excited to see. I think like to find this is going to be a weird answer. I'd like to see like an old man,
4: like Mm. an old
0: man where you're like, yeah, this is my lizard. He's 40 years old. We've really built a connection. And then we can like, but I think as, as far as like the lizards, snakes, amphibians versus turtles game. I think we're going to see a lot of cool lizards. I think that's going to be the most prominent species on the tables. And we're going to get a good education and we're going to see a lot of different colors. <laughs> we're going to see greens, we're going to see blues, we're going to see some reds, we're going to see yellows, tans, opaques, pinks, red eyes. <laughs> I think that's what I'm excited to see a lot of red eyes, not my own. Mm-mm. 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 This is work. We're sober. <laughs> Um, Another thing I'm excited to kind of get into Is the breeding of it all Because this is a um, They're making these lizards fuck (laughs) And that's a specific type of guy That's You love something so much That you need to make more of them That's a cool dude And there's a lot of dudes uh, Here that are doing that So I want to get to the bottom of how lizards boink Snakes, amphibians And turtles alike Before we go inside Let's talk about what we might see. We're gonna see a lot of lizards, we're gonna see a lot of people that are here to express love towards lizards. We're gonna see consumers, we're gonna see fans, people who maybe have never held a lizard, people who are curious to buy one, and people who are just fans. The cool thing about this expo is it feels like it's for everyone, the hardcore, hardcore fans, the casual, the casuals, we're gonna get a little bit of everything in between every point of the star. This is for the reptile curious, and you better believe
2: Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30.
0: What are you expecting out of the reptile convention today? Man, some reptiles, man. Uh, Have you always liked reptiles? Yeah, I I used to be scared of tarantulas until I hailed one the other day. And so you overcame your fear? Fuck yeah, because there ain't shit to be scared of. Are you here to scope or are you here to buy? Both. What do you think you're going to get?
5: A a lizard. We're going to Arizona. We're going to Sedona in a few days, so probably a lizard and a fucking... I don't even... I want to get an iguana, really. Really?
0: Yeah. Yeah, you ready to drop some cash? (laughs) I'm ready to drop some cash! We love it. We love it. Hey, enjoy, guys. Guys, we're taking our first lap around the expo. It's exciting stuff. We're seeing... um, various family businesses. We're seeing a lot of uh we're seeing a lot of like Tupperware full of lizards. Um, a lot of these booths are sort of set up like a uh kind of like a Mac store. Good lighting, good boxes, prices are easily available. Now the people the people here rock. A lot of guys who are just willing to shake your hands and say hey you got soft hands. We're gonna uh keep Take it in the scene. We're gonna to talk to some people who run some booths. Talk to some more fans. What got you into reptiles?
6: Uh, Steve Irwin. I've always been a snake fan. Yeah,
0: uh, I think they, really a nice. lot of I people enjoy. seem to be connected with him here.
6: Yeah, and I really uh, enjoy the snakes a lot. They are my passion. Yeah,
7: definitely. Uh, what What do you? How do you feel about reptiles? I think they're wonderful, and without them, we probably suffer because. The snakes eat the rats, and the rats poison people with bubonic plague. And, you know, it's all nature. It's all good. We need to protect it.
8: How long have you been into lizards? Oh, for like 10 years. Yeah, so um, almost all my life. How did you get into it? Well, because I'm from Guatemala, and over there, I just grabbed them from the trees. Yeah, <laughs> so, cool. So it's, so it's just a natural yeah, thing yeah, that was. Yeah, you were always yeah, around. Right there. So here, are just start with a passion. Well, I'm breeding them.
0: So you like to breed yeah.
8: them? Yeah, I'm breeding tegos right now.
0: Very yeah. cool. Very cool. Much like the Fast and Furious films, I'm learning that this expo is more than just business. It's about family. This is a total family affair. I'm feeling. I like dads want to get their daughters into it. Like, like moms are bringing their sons because they like it, even though they don't like it. I'm seeing a lot of good, just like kids on the shoulders, like so stoked. It's a good environment. It's a healthy vibe. Gladys, I'm Jacob. It's a pleasure to meet you. You're here at the Reptile Expo. How are you feeling today?
9: Oh, I feel great.
0: Is this your first time?
9: No, I was here last year. Okay. Because my son is the most um, person who likes this kind of things.
0: So you're here with your son?
9: Yes. How how
0: old is he, if you don't mind me asking?
9: Uh, 40. 40?
0: Oh, so he's a big boy. He's a grown man. That's awesome that you guys still hang out. I love that.
9: Ah, uh, yes. We, we are a team yes. at home.
0: Beautiful. Yes. That's yes. beautiful. Yes. 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 Um, what do you think? Of, how do you feel about reptiles?
9: Uh, if I look at over there far away from me, beautiful. <laughs> but I cannot touch them. I cannot be in contact with them because I feel nervous. But are uh, beautiful, are nature, yes. are part of our world. Totally. But- yes, exactly.
0: They're fine over there.
9: Exactly because I feel like my my skin gets a little bit uh, weird. Yeah, the
0: heebie-jeebies. The, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, have you touched any of your son's reptiles?
9: No, he try, but I said no, 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 no. I'm fine like that, looking at them, beautiful colors and everything. But uh, uh-uh. uh, please don't force me to do that. No.
0: So it's safe to say you're more of a dog or cat person.
9: Oh yes. Um, yeah. Yes, it's better. For me, dogs and cats and birds.
0: Okay. We got to bump birds. over to the bird expo next door. I have
9: to do. I have to go. But I give my my, uh, my son a choice to come first over here, and then I go.
0: So you get to have your fun later. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> After our lovely chat with Gladys, we eventually found her son slithering through the crowd. We tracked him down to get his perspective on things. Um, how's it going? What's your name? Jose. Jose, nice to meet you. So what brought you out to the reptile convention today?
5: I'm here for poison dart frogs and morning geckos. Hopefully,
0: uh, have you been able to secure what you're looking for?
5: I've seen them, but I haven't bought them yet. I like oh. to look at everything first, and then we'll we'll see. About
0: how much money are we talking for those two critters?
5: Uh, that's the thing, right? Because they're, they're a lot more expensive than I remember them being like a couple of years ago. Um, I think each poison dart frog is like between forty to like hundred bucks now, and the morning geckos I've only seen one place that has them for like fifty bucks. But, you know, I've only seen one so far. So.
0: What attracts you to reptiles?
5: When I was a little kid, for some reason, I, used to, I think it was I used to watch Croc Hunter and Jeff Corwin and all those shows. And I think it always and I, and I like the idea of like a naturalistic uh, tank and stuff like that. those are my favorite and also fish tanks and stuff like yeah. that. I always like to see like a little bit of nature in your house.
0: It's cool. It does feel like there's kind of an air of like healing the child within or like connecting with the child within here.
5: Exactly. Yeah, and uh, my, my mom and my parents always had a bunch of animals in my house, so I just always like to keep the ones that I could make it look as close to nature as possible.
0: Um, have you ever thought, you know, your mom doesn't like these guys, no, she doesn't. Uh, <laughs> so can you talk a little bit about like th- that sort of uh, disconnect?
5: So the biggest thing for her was uh, I always wanted to have snakes and she hates them, she thinks everything, or she hated them, like not so much anymore. But she used to think that everything's poisonous. You can't mm-hmm. touch anything. Uh, but eventually, I didn't. I, I, like when I was younger, I just got one, and then uh, you know, I, I didn't tell her about it until I had everything for you. Secret snake. Yeah. And then eventually, I'm like, oh look, I've had this for a month. You know. Yeah. <laughs> and then she—that's how she found out about it. And I told her, look, I can hold it. You could, you know. She's held it like twice ever, but uh, you know, she, you know, she's comfortable with them now. She likes. She doesn't mind me. Seen them or anything like that. Uh-huh. It's just, it's just uh, her holding it still kind of has like that anxiety in
0: her. For face. sure. It seems like a lot of it is education based. What we're learning, a lot of aversion is just the, the lack of education. Thanks so much, man. I, I just want to say I think it's so cool that you're chilling with your mom today on a, uh, on a weekend. That's, that's the best.
5: That's the best. She's here for the plants. I'm here for the reptiles.
0: Matt and I have been walking around and we're. I think the snakes are really. The snakes are winning right now a little bit. There just seems to be the most. Yeah. That's the most thing here. And I always wanted a snake as a kid, but my grandma wouldn't let me. She, uh, she got chased by a blue racer as a young, as a young lass. And uh, she's had a fear of them ever since. So I'm not allowed to have reptiles <laughs> until she dies, I guess. Oh. <laughs> are you here as a fan and observer, or are you here to purchase
1: I'm um, here as a fam. My dad is the one that's purchasing. Uh, he's somewhere around here. I'm trying to find him actually. Uh, so you grew up with reptiles? Yeah, basically.
0: Uh, was he a li- He's a lifelong hobbyist. As long as you've been alive?
1: Yeah, basically. He's always brought in chameleons and like geckos and stuff like that. Like you know, how do
0: you feel about reptiles?
1: I think they're awesome. I love reptiles.
0: What do you think the sort of disconnect is? Like you know, everybody talks dogs, cats. Where's the reptile disconnect?
1: Mm, that's a good question. You know. I know. Like, thank you. It's <laughs> well. I mean. Everyone's so hooked on dogs and cats, you know. But, you know, reptiles are just so exotic, I guess, because they feel like, oh, they're exotic. You know, we don't usually see them around here. They think they are like, oh, they'll attack me, kill me, whatever. Yeah. But honestly, it's just, like, I mean, they're all pretty chill. Like, I think they're pretty chill. I
0: think they're chill as well. Yeah, just give them a
1: chance. You know, just give them a chance.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's what we're trying to. Oh, everybody just get educated and open your heart a little bit. Yeah. Why do you think reptiles aren't part of the larger pet discourse, i.e. cats versus dogs? You know, I think it's because, uh, I mean, the main thing always happens to me is whenever I have, like,
1: my reptile, I want to, like, have my friends pet a reptile, they always say it's slimy. And I'm like, it's not slimy. So there's a lot of misinformation is the problem.
0: Uh, What's your name? My name is Joe. Joe, nice to meet you. Uh, Tell us a little bit. Did you get two different uh, reptiles here? Well,
8: I have three reptiles. So I have the leopard gecko. Well, it's not a leopard gecko, but it's a gecko. Okay. And then we have... Two breeders that are oh, on, oh it's a big albino. reveal
0: so Joe's friend just turned around and there's a lizard on their back how incredible
8: yeah we have two blue eyes albinos tegu yeah and, um,
0: then, and what's in the in this big box here
8: uh, we'll, whoa
0: Joe I'm glad we talked yeah.
8: well this is a male he's two years old and he's gonna be my baby so this is a,
0: we we're looking at uh, now you open this thing and we're looking at a giant what kind of lizard is this.
8: Well, this is a blue-eyes blue tegu. Okay, is the same on the back. That one is a female.
0: Okay, great. And then we have two snakes, Two, two snakes.
8: uh pinstripe head pie. Yeah.
0: What makes you attracted to these lizards here?
8: Oh, this one right here, they're like puppies. They're like puppies. So, the longest you're with them, they're going to take care of you. Yeah, so, they're,
0: they're, they're, they're like, they have some personality and they yeah, can be like kind of them affectionate? Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you feel like reptiles have personality?
10: Oh, yeah, they definitely do. Definitely do. I have one spicy girl at home, so they but definitely it, do. It
0: kind of talk about how is a, a spicy girl a spicy girl in the reptile world? What, what is she doing that makes her spicy? Uh,
10: when well, she doesn't get fed, <laughs> she has her personality when she's not getting fed, so, yeah.
0: Do you feel like they're affectionate?
10: Oh, yeah, definitely.
0: Um, how do they show that affection?
10: I mean they just come up to you they come and, you know, comfort you, mm-hmm. you know, it's like they're very very close to you so.
0: What do you think is like misunderstood about reptiles? Like, you know, they're not a part of the bigger cat versus dog discourse. Yeah. Um they're not violent, they're
6: not slippery or slimy most of them. Um they're not They're not aggressive or anything in particular. Yeah.
0: Um, How would you convince a person that doesn't like reptiles to like reptiles?
6: To just give them a chance and not assume that a snake's going to bite and strangle you. As long as you take care of the animal, you feed it on a routine schedule, you give it water, you change it, and you take care of it, it's going to be the best animal you ever had. But if you don't take care of it, and you, I mean, if you kept a person jammed up in their house all day, you take them out, they'd be grumpy.
0: Totally. That makes total sense. pretty
6: much the same way. As long as you take it out and handle it, it's going to be a great animal. You can't assume that it's going to be mean.
0: Yeah, we're learning that it seems to be a big education issue.
6: Oh, definitely, because people think that they're slimy and they're going to squeeze you to death and they're just bitters. I mean, you can obviously see that there's no doubt. As this man enough.
0: is dangling the snake by his head, it is there's very snakes. calm. Yeah, it's amazing. What causes this misconception and disconnect between like, the sort of dog and cat versus reptile world? What do you think that is?
7: Oh, well, uh, some people like chicken, some people like steak, some people eat... Uh, uh, would scream and run if they saw a locust. Other people in other countries eat them. So I think it just depends on who you are, where you are. Also, a lot of kids who are horribly cruel, and I blame the parents, but they tease their little sister or little brother with spiders or snakes and scarab, and then they grow up with a snake or spider phobia. Um, so don't do that.
0: Guys, so far, I found my favorite guy of the day. is um, a great horned chameleon. He's just out. He's free roaming right now. People are taking photos. He's the most popular guy at the ball. Everybody's taking pics. That classic split claw. The classic 360 eyes. I gotta say, I'm in love, guys. He's looking right at me and looking right away at the same time. (laughs) An incredible specimen. I'm gonna call him Judy. At this point, we've learned a lot about the snakes. And now, I wanted to learn about the people. So we tracked down a security guard. Can I ask you a quick question, ma'am? Uh, what's your name, by the way? Dorothy. Hi, Dorothy. It's a pleasure to meet you. I'm Jacob. Um, how are these? How are the people? Has anybody been a little rowdy? Have you seen anything out of order?
11: It has been fantastic. This Building 4, and this is my building, and uh, really cool.
0: How long have you been in Building 4?
11: Oh, my God. What do you mean? Years? Yeah. Oh, I've been here nine and a half years.
0: Oh, so you've got some stories.
11: Oh, yes, I do. Um, At this building here, it is haunted. I was here one evening, and, and uh, yeah, I thought the building was clear. And I feared the echo in here, so I started singing. That's what I do on the side. And all of a sudden.
0: You got an applause break.
11: Yeah. What and,
0: song were you singing?
11: Oh. Um, you're mine, and we belong together. Mm. Oh, oh, oh. And it, the acoustics in here. Oh, I can't
0: imagine what it would be like in here all alone and make your, your, uh, your skin crawl.
11: Yeah, that's why I called my captain and said, I'm out of here. Somebody's clapping up here. And uh, Do
0: you have any idea what, it, what the entity was?
11: It was a man, and he said, Very nice. Can you sing another song? Did you? The national, uh, yes. The Pledge of Allegiance to the national yeah. anthem. You
0: should start charging these ghosts.
11: I should, huh? Yeah. But then it might be ghost money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to leave you with one
0: last question. You've yeah. truly rocked. Well, no, You've I've truly rocked. For, uh, eight, nine years. What yeah. What do you think is like the most, so there's a lot of expositions that happen here. What do you think is like the, the most rowdy group of people <laughs> that come through?
11: It all depends on the group. Uh, if they're partying and they're drinking, you know. Something's gonna happen. This is where I give my captain a thumbs up and uh, he sends a little help over.
0: Beautiful. Do you have a favorite expo?
11: Uh, no, they're all, you know, the, the people here.
0: You're neutral, you're sweet, and you don't wanna, you don't wanna tip the hat, I understand. Oh uh,
11: yeah, you know, it's all good. I've been here, gosh, eight, nine years. Santa Anita Racetrack, 21 years.
0: Wow, wow. A legend, a pleasure to meet a legend. Thank you so much. It's time that we take a break from all these festivities and munch into our next segment. This is Lunch. Lunch! Well, we just stopped for a snack. We stopped at the hot dog on a stick in Building 4. It was a pretty authentic hot dog on a stick experience other than the price point. uh, We arrived, and we did think that they were out of everything but lemonade. And then in a final moment, they were like, we have hot dogs and we have corn dogs. I ordered a corn dog. Matt ordered a hot dog and received a corn dog. Yeah,
1: it was kind of, uh, and you know, too much of a coward to say anything. about I it, wanted so. to
0: correct the mistake it, for it, you, it, but it's so busy. It's so
1: busy, and it wasn't their fault. They're they're, they're understaffed, overworked. It's, totally, it's just a problem. It's a
0: classic sort of, uh, yeah. I think state fair energy of just like, yeah, these guys are really tired.
1: And here's the thing, I loved it.
0: It was a, f- it was a phenomenal corn Regardless dog. Regardless of the fact really good lemonade. that there were no condiments. Yeah, no ketchup, no mustard again. Overworked, underpaid. Yeah, it's not
1: their fault. It's yeah, not yeah. their fault. It was delicious.
0: Um, well, he gave we... us
1: the energy we need to get, to press
0: on. Yeah. We're we're moving forward into the next part of the day, healthy, happy, and full of dogs.
2: <laughs> Want to make Mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th.
0: as I'm uh, scanning these cages with different snakes and different creatures, I, uh, I'm sort of thinking, like, what would be the best-case scenario out of this podcast? Last podcast I did, I said best-case scenario would be that I got on Comedy Bang Bang. And I did get on Comedy Bang Bang, and that's manifestation. So what am I going to get out of this pod? The best-case scenario, honestly, I find my wife. That I meet the love of my life at one of these four expos. She's a reptile queen. She's a boat boss. She's a tattoo mummy. Uh, she's an anime freak. That's wishful thinking, though. But you know what they call me, Matt? The king
8: of wishful thinking.
0: Hey, guys. I don't want to be a fucking narc, but we're at a booth right now that's just stickers. It's just anime stickers. No, nothing about reptiles here. Somebody fucking arrest them. Um, Right now we're looking... I think the booths that are giving me... The booths that are standing out the most to me are the ones where there are no reptiles. And we're currently looking at what is just a booth of skulls. Um, We sort of got a steampunk skull. We sort of got like an alien skull, a Viking skull with the helmet. Several steampunk skulls, uh, a pretty, I don't know, borderline offensive Mayan skull. (laughs) and what's looking like this is a kraken or a sort of octopus man skull. They're all too expensive <laughs> uh, and they're not for me. Uh, we've come across one of the most fascinating booths yet. It's a big free roam booth. We've got three different chameleons on these sort of fake branches and they're, they're climbing around. This is the biggest lizard we've. This is by far the biggest chameleon we've seen. It's a giant, giant lizard. Uh, it's drawing a crowd. There's at least fifty thousand people <laughs> looking at this one guy, and he's just chilling. A lot of people, a lot of attention. Slow moving. He's cool, huh, Matt?
1: He's really, really cool. Uh, I'm loving how he's looking, and I just the, the vibe that he's bringing
0: to the table. Everyone's stunned. His, by his tail, his tail is like as big as a snake. No way we're going to be able to get near it. It's yeah. just too popular of a booth. Yeah, and we're too shy. We're. I'm a little shy. Look at these little guys. Whoa, 600 bucks? No way. I'm pissed. I'm pissed off. There's a fucking almond stand here. Sun dried apricots, sweet tamarindo, goody, goody mix. Snakes can't eat this. This is crazy. Could you guess that the worst place at the Reptile Expo was the male bathroom? (laughs) I heard more dudes ripping farts in there (laughs) than I've heard in a long time. The Reptile Expo. Lowest point is by far the men's restroom on the south side of building four. Thank you. We've seen a lot of great guys, and it got us wondering, how the heck do you take care of them? And I see that you've got a cart full of wood here. Do you want to talk about that a little bit?
10: Uh, My boyfriend and his dad are actually going to remodel a whole new tank for them, a whole new setup. So So this is
0: like gear for the setup? (laughs) Yeah. Um, how important is gear in the reptile hobbyist world?
10: Super important. Very, very, very important. Uh, we want to make sure happy life, you know, long lifespan. So make them comfortable. So we want to make sure all the reptiles are good at home.
0: And I've noticed that there's like there's like tanks and then there's like natural habitats, right? Like yeah. those, are, those are different approaches to the reptiles, correct?
10: Yes, correct. Uh, and what do you do? I do more of kind of like a half and half. Um, they are tanks, but we kind of make it more homely for them, more environmental and, you know, their environment. Yeah. So...
0: Is it safe to say that those natural habitats are more expensive?
10: Definitely. Yeah. It's... Uh, you definitely like reptiles. You know, you gotta have the money for it. Mm-hmm. So... I mean, it all depends on what kind of reptile and species you buy, but...
0: Very cool. Tell me your name.
10: Uh, my name's Barbara.
0: Barbara. Pleasure to meet you. I'm Jacob. What excites you about reptiles?
10: Well,
6: um, my. Roommate, actually, is the one who got me into it. She's, she used to do reptiles when she was younger and had a lot. and We uh, got into uh, rescuing a couple of bearded dragons, and then we got into tortoises. And uh, now we've been working with Jason's rescue here for a few years. Uh, coming so this is trail. all
0: rescue rehabilitation? All
6: these, yes, all these animals in here are rescues. Uh, Peaches here is a rescue. Um,
0: What's a common rescue story? Why would somebody give up their reptile?
6: Well, the most common for bearded dragons and such is because the parents had them, I mean the kids had them, they go off to college and the parents don't want them so they give them to rescues or try to rehome them. Um, we have abused animals, uh, we've got one iguana that the guy didn't like getting whipped by its tail and he cut half of it off.
0: Oh my gosh, yes, that's exactly. terrible.
6: That's yeah. why we have rescues, we get them out of that situation. Care for them, get them healthy, and then try and rehome them to a good place.
0: So, you came to reptiles a little later in life. You weren't somebody oh, yeah. you liked them as, as a young. Yeah, about, a young?
6: Five, about five years ago is when I started getting into them, and now I, I own quite a few. And Viva uh, got a tattoo of a uh, bearded dragon on my arm. Really
0: cool. <laughs> uh, so, would you say your favorite's the bearded dragon?
6: Ooh, that's tough. That's tough, because Peach is here is my baby. She's uh, a Savannah monitor.
0: A beautiful, beautiful uh, a little lady right here in front of us on your shoulder. Very calm, really cool. Thank you. Yeah. Um,
6: so bearded dragons were my first pets as, yeah. as for reptiles.
0: Do you feel like they're affectionate?
6: She is. Um, during the day, she's out in a big cage, uh, bird cage, getting sun all day. When I get home from work, I grab her. We go inside, sit, just chill. uh Watch TV for a bit and then I put her to bed.
0: So there's some uh, like true companionship that you get out of this relationship.
6: She she and I are definitely bonded. So,
0: what would you say to somebody who maybe misunderstands reptiles?
6: Give them a chance. You know, if you're gonna start off with a reptile, start off with like a a gecko or a, a big bearded dragon. Those are probably the easiest to care for to start with.
0: Cool. And you think you'll be with reptiles for the rest of your life? Oh, definitely. You got bit by the bug? I did. <laughs> it's been a pleasure talking to you. All right. We're looking at the biggest... I know earlier we said that we saw the biggest boy, but we're looking at what is coined the megaconda. It is a huge anaconda. I'm going to say it's probably usually 12 feet long. The head is the size of a divorced dad's wallet.
12: <laughs> um, excuse me,
9: what's in
0: here? I don't even know. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful creature. Doesn't look too happy, if I'm being honest. <laughs> it doesn't. Not. It needs to be like in a river. I hope he's taken care of. I can look in the. I'm looking in its eye, and I can't look in it because there's a sadness to it. So, uh, unlike any other sadness I've seen in the other eyes of the reptiles here. Ooh. I feel bad for that snake. <laughs> I can't. That truly. <laughs> that fucked me up. That's fucked me up. I've looked at a lot of reptiles in the eye today. And none of them have made me feel that way. No. Matt and I noticed very quickly that the prices of the snakes were very wide and varying. So we started playing a game. What's the most expensive snake? We think we found our winner. Um, so we're looking at a $50,000 snake right here. It's very beautiful. Pink um, with some like stripes, but the stripes are not prominent throughout. So do you mind explaining just a little bit what makes this snake so expensive? Uh,
12: it's a triple recessive. Uh, some of the main, main triple recessives that are all going to show up together really well. Uh, when you
0: say recessive, you're talking about like a recessive gene, correct? The
12: mom, the mom and the dad both have to carry the genetic to be able to even hit just a, just a clown or a pie or an exanthic, And to hit them all in one egg is you know pretty astronomical when you have a hat-to-hat pairing. It's like one in 256 eggs to hit one. Oh, so, wow.
0: So it's an extremely rare occurrence.
12: Yeah, with with that type of pairing, and, and I mean, this puts hit, him hitting him is put putting projects years ahead for us. So.
0: Understood. Um, can you talk a little bit about like the process of, of breeding these snakes? Is it do you have to put them in a specific environment, or do you just kind of let them do their natural thing?
12: Uh, we use rack systems, so it's like a drawer system. Uh, you know, we, we feed separately, we house them separate, water and all that stuff. But when we decide to pair, we just pair them up. And either the, the female or, the you know, they're receptive to each other. Uh, just, you know, we check on them every day or a couple times a day, see if we get locks. Once we get a visual lock, we'll pull them back and put the male back in his tub and feed, you know, feed again. Once a week pairings.
0: Is it ever frustrating when they don't? Like when you have... When you have like a, a something so amazing like this, that's like a triple recessive, and maybe you have another recessive or something like that. Like, do you get frustrated as a breeder?
12: Yeah, definitely. There's times when the male's just like, whether the female's not putting off the pheromones, or, or she maybe she's not building the follicles quite yet, and maybe he's just not, you know, maybe he's still a little young, because you can push a male to breed a little younger than you can a female, and so sometimes they just don't get the hang of it, and all of a sudden one day you put them in and. It, he just never quits, never quits having sex. You know what I
0: mean. <laughs> He's a horny boy.
12: Once they get once they get rolling, they're usually they stay pretty pretty constant. You know. Oh,
0: that's good. So once you teach them the way, they'll they'll keep going for you.
12: Right, right. Put on a little porn hub and we're good to go. You know. <laughs> snake up, <laughs> right.
0: That was some juicy data to sink my fangs into, but I needed to learn more about snake breeding. So we asked a vendor about the breeder's market.
3: I'm Justin with Red Rock Echoes.
0: Beautiful. Um. Do you think you could kind of walk me down? I've, this is my first time here, I'm learning a lot about these sort of recessive genes that seem to be very popular. Um, now, I would assume, and I, again, not a reptile guy, I would assume that like you want a lizard that doesn't have imperfections. Sure. So, can you talk to me a little bit about like what's so attractive about these quote unquote imperfections or these like white albino streaks and stuff like that?
3: Um, so, a lot of them have to do with. The, how rare they are. Um, some of the genes just tend to be a whole lot more rare than other ones. Um, you got things like exantics and, and Sables and all these new morphs and trends and recessives, co dominants popping up. And your, yeah. your co dominant stuff, it, it, well, you'll see the price fizzle out on it a lot quicker because it only, it's only going to take one copy of it to make more. Um, your stuff that is completely recessive it needs two copies and you're going to see that hold its value a lot higher a lot longer it'll stay in demand longer okay. like like xanthic and the crested geckos um it, it just it all comes down to how rare it is and and how hard it is going to be to reproduce it as well
0: interesting you mentioned trends yep. who pushes a reptile trend
3: the market does the buyers so you got some big breeders you know they're. It, if they list everything and they put something for twenty thousand dollars and it and it sells within a few seconds, they didn't charge enough. So, so interesting. The, so the buyer creates the market,
0: sort we, of like the art world, where it's like if people are willing to pay yeah. x amount, then it, you can sell it for x amount.
3: Yeah. If you if you're doing paintings and you're selling them for a thousand dollars a pop and you have and you're selling out the same day you're listing, you're not charging enough. So you double your price and and you keep going higher until until. You actually have products sitting on your website, and it's moving at a steady rate, and that's what controls the market. So the buyers are controlling the market. And a lot of morphs you'll see go up and down in trends. For years, nobody wanted a Dalmatian. And then all of a sudden, a few years ago, everybody can't get enough of them. Interesting. And and you'll see it go up and down. So as a reptile keeper, you just want to keep a good variety of everything, and that's kind of the key. When the trend pops up, you already have it, and you're producing it.
0: Cool. Uh, what are some complications about the breeding process?
3: Um, supply and demand is the biggest one. You to be able to get your hands on one is it's one of the hardest parts of the whole thing. Um, and then having that type of money to purchase it if that's a project you want to get into. Um, as far as breeding them goes with these genes, it doesn't hurt them or affect them. Um, they, they are finding out a couple morphs have some issues, kind of like the spider ball pythons do with geckos. So, you know, kind of similar
0: to dogs, too, where it's like a Frenchie or whatever has yep. some obvious defects.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. we we learned that. Well, we have a Frenchie right now and <laughs> we, we know that we, yeah. So yeah. it's the same thing. It's a live and learn thing, but, you know, and it's all still so new. So everybody's still learning kind of as we go.
0: H- have you made a bad investment in, in reptiles? Like, has there been like a, a big, is there something where you're like, I shouldn't have bought this type of, gecko or this this Zeno or whatever Can you talk about that a little bit
3: yeah yeah so um we've you know you you never really know what the outcome's going to be so so personal experience of bad investment we spent a lot of money last year on this new cappuccino more and and you know it turned out you know that the super form of it has genetic flaws and so so it doesn't derail you but now we won't we won't push for the supers because there's an issue with them. So for the health of the animal and and you know not to produce you know animals with defects, we'll keep it just with the cappuccinos or the frappuccinos. We won't go for those. But looking back on it now, yeah, it definitely a regret. Yeah, be, you know. Yeah.
0: We got to stick with the mocha lattes, maybe yeah. not the fraps, yeah, you know.
3: Exactly, exactly. The ice caramel frappuccinos or something.
0: I was really enjoying my experience so far at the Reptile Expo, but there was something that I knew I needed to do. There's a free roaming snake. There's a man letting people put a snake on them. I'm gonna get the snake on my body. Uh, great. Why don't you start by telling us your name? My name is Frank Coda. And who are you with? I'm with Coda's
7: Constrictors. Beautiful. What's your favorite thing about reptiles? Uh, I like the the uniqueness that that being different from a dog or a cat. It's just uh.
0: Why do you think reptiles get left out of the dog versus cat discourse?
7: I think reptiles uh get a bad name early on in life uh maybe because uh depiction of the bible you know the devil being a snake and all that this is appears to be a sort of a family
0: affair here is it not
7: it is a family business it is a fair. my wife helps me out my son helps me with the with the carekeeping of all the reptiles all the snakes and uh it is a family affair do
0: you think that's common for a lot of businesses here that it's it's sort of family run
7: i think it is because uh all these people it seems like it's a family affair you know the Everybody gets involved sooner or later, and and it becomes, they end up loving the reptiles.
0: How would you feel if your kids didn't like reptiles?
7: Well, to be honest, my daughter is not involved in this, but uh, we're cool with it. Like, she'll hold a snake, but it's not something that she wants to do. But so it's my son and I as the main people, my wife, and uh, that's what we do.
0: Uh, What was your first exposure to reptiles in your life?
7: My first exposure, I was a really young kid, and I almost got bit by a rattlesnake. As a young kid, and by then I got I got obsessed with learning about them. And this is such a long time ago, no internet, and I just went to the library and picked up every book I could possibly look at about snakes, especially.
0: It's like kind of overcoming the fear a little bit.
7: Yes, it is. Yeah.
0: Incredible. And look at you now, no yeah. fear at all.
7: Yeah, that's right.
0: That's how we overcome trauma, my man. Thank you so much, man. Do you mind Thank if you. I try the snake on for size? Yeah,
7: come That'd on. That'd be
0: wonderful. Really? Wow. And what kind of snake
7: are we dealing with here? This is a super salmon boa constrictor. It's a
0: beautiful snake. I'm loving the temperature of the snake.
7: Yeah, this is, she's so puppy dog tame, it's not even funny.
0: When's the last time this snake ate?
7: Uh, the snake ate about a week ago, but about 300 kids. have held her yesterday and about 100 today.
0: An amazing temperament on this thing at an amazing time. And how old is this snake?
7: This snake's only three years old. And how long can it live? So this snake with oh proper care, 20 to 30 years.
0: Can you describe some of the snake's personality?
7: Oh, this snake is awesome, man. She, she's just so chill. Loves to be handled. She, she doesn't get fidgety. She doesn't get mad. She, she just loves it.
0: I feel really comfortable and really natural with this snake on, man. That's awesome. Hey, you've been rock and roll. Why don't you give a shout out to your business one more time?
7: All right. I'm Frank Coda from Coda's Constrictors. And you can find us on Instagram, just at Coda's Constrictors. Thank you.
0: After spending so much time with that lovely lady on my shoulders, we had a bond. And that bond got me thinking, and it led me to my toughest question yet. Uh, uh, if you had to be a reptile, which reptile would you be?
12: Uh, probably a tortoise, man. An, an, an Aldabra or a Galapagos tortoise. Just,
0: just slow, low and slow.
12: And live forever, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you're you're going to live forever. You get to eat, get fat.
0: If you had to be a reptile, what would you be? Oh, man. Dude, this question has stumped everybody today. I thought it was going to be one where it's like people had it in the pocket, but okay, and, I see people really taking it in, and I like that.
3: Uh, if I had to be a reptile, it would definitely be something top of the food chain. So you can talk in like a crocodile or a Komodo dragon, something big and strong that nobody's going to eat you. Uh,
0: I can confidently say that's the sickest answer we've gotten all day. <laughs> uh, last question. If you had to be a reptile of any kind, what would you be? Ooh. <laughs> I love watching these eyes go wide when I ask this.
1: I mean, I'm kind of biased. It's like, I grew up with chameleons. Heck, I'm going to be a chameleon. <laughs> yeah.
0: Cool. What kind of chameleon? I don't know. Three-horned?
1: Ooh, those are actually pretty cool though. Those seem,
0: they seem ripping. Very cool, man. If you had to be a reptile, what would you be? Uh, a tegu.
12: <laughs> That's awesome.
0: How about you, man? If you had to be a reptile, what would you be?
8: A uh, snake. Why? <laughs> I like the colors.
0: You like the colors. All right, dudes. You guys have rocked. Thank you so much, man. If you had to be any reptile, what would you be?
3: For any reptile? Oh, uh, Argentine tegu for sure. Why is that? Because for uh, for a reptile, very intelligent and just they're more akin to like act like, like more cats than anything else. Cool. A, lot of, a lot of people keep them free roaming in their home and stuff like that. They could be you know, a litter and stuff like that. I think just a smart reptile is not something you ever really hear about. So it's super
5: interesting to observe.
0: Yeah, I, I would never be like, oh, that's a smart snake. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. If you could be any reptile, what would you be?
6: That's a tough one, too. <laughs> um, I think a bearded dragon because people like them a lot and they care for them. They don't, you know, abuse them. Uh, where other ones, you know, they get aggressive and then they just give them off.
0: If you could be any reptile, what would you be, my man?
6: Oh, tough one. Take your time. A chameleon.
0: What kind and why?
6: I don't even know the names, I just saw some red ones today. They were sick today, were they not? Yeah, they're the best looking reptile, I think. I don't have what it takes to own one yet. Are, Are they difficult? Yeah, I heard they're pretty fragile, so when I get a bigger place, I'm definitely gonna try and get one. Do you have
0: a dream reptile?
5: I know. So
8: i mm.
6: Probably like a BCI or something, like just a really big
0: snake. Yeah. Uh, what's a BCI? Sorry. Oh, a uh, boa constrictor imper Empress. Okay, cool. So just like a big, old, chunky guy. If you had to be any reptile at all, what would you be?
7: If I had to be a reptile, I will be a boa constrictor in South America, just chilling in the rainforest. And relaxing.
0: Doing your thing. Last question. If you had to be a reptile, you know, a snake, a lizard, a frog, or a turtle, if you had to, which one would you be? And the look you're giving me is breaking my heart.
9: <laughs> you know what? A snake. Why? Because they are smart, and they are uh, beautiful. <laughs> and they kind of camouflage everywhere. Yes. Okay.
0: <laughs> beautiful. Hey, thank you so much for your time. Beautiful. It was really nice talking to you. The sun was setting on the Reptile Expo, and as Matt and I left, we were greeted with one last piece of bliss. Uh, we're leaving the Reptile Super Show, and I gotta say, the exit is a party. It's a party. Everybody's got smiles on their face. They came home with a buddy. They saw a bunch of cool guys. They got a beer. They got a meche They got some, some friggin' ice cream. I'm seeing all smiles, no frowns. Look, I mean, seriously, look at it. People are dapping, like... People are stoked about their new friends, that they had a good day. They got endorphins from walking. Families are hanging. Just listen. Matt and I wrapped up our boogie-woogie-woogie shoes and headed to the car. Where do you start? Where do you start when you had a good one? When it's a bad day, you know what to say. This bothered me. This pissed me off. This wasn't what I wanted. This didn't piss me off. This was what I wanted. So where do you start? Can you even start? Maybe start with the people. So much to say. Maybe start with the reptiles. So much to say. Start with the food. It doesn't feel important enough to start with. <laughs> Where do you start? I guess I'll start with I had a fucking blast. That was ten out of ten. Some fucked up dudes. Talking about the lizards. Some righteous guys. Again, speaking of reptiles. Some thickies, some thinnies, some little, some bigs. It was a little what is that? Fairy tale. Hot porridge, cold porridge. Uh, Goldilocks. It was a Goldilocks experience. There was everything you'd want, except the cold porridge wasn't cold. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> and the normal porridge was normal, and the hot porridge was also good. I th- went in thinking that I was going to see the same type of dude 1,000 times, and I only saw them about nine mm-hmm. uh, You know, I had a real sort of colored picture of this sort of uh, maybe right-leaning flannel dad with some uh, Dickies and high socks and a monster energy hat or something. And they were there. They were represented. And they, they had the South Bay suit on. But there was also just kids with their pops, moms with their son, whole families. You know, a lot of young, a lot of old, not a lot in between. I'd say Matt and I were kind of these outliers of just... Two dudes there. Not lovers, not a family. Just two dudes there. More to come. Well, I'm back here in the studio, and I've had some time to reflect on my experience at the Reptile Expo. All I can do is give it my most sincere, earnest praise. It's a must-ten event. It's an easy place to find the fun. Be a kid again. Gain new perspective. Go see some weird little guys. And tune in next week where we attend Anime Impulse. Anime. Anime. For me, it's a whole new world. Expo Exposé was produced by me, Jacob Wysocki, Matt Apodaca, and Earwolf. Engineering by Alex Gonzalez and additional support from Jared O'Connell. Thanks for being curious with me.
2: Want to make mom's day?